0: Filmmakers, it's time to use Soldo. Soldo is a payment solution that replaces petty cash given to employees and production assistants when in prep, on set, or in post-production. Soldo is a multi-user expense account that helps you control business spending. You can give Soldo cards to some or every employee, to entire teams or even contractors instantly. Transfer funds to all cardholders. And you can use Soldo for free for three months with the code FilmmakersPodSoldo.com. Listen for more info in today's episode of the Filmmakers Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 303 of the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up in a very, very humble opinion. I am Giles Alderson and I'm delighted to let you know that on today's show, we have director Petter Yackel and actress Sophie Lowe. She is the star and he is the director of Medieval. Medieval is the story of the 15th century Czech icon, warlord. Jan Ziska, who defeated armies of the Teutonic Order and the Holy Roman Empire. Uh, this movie stars Ben Foster, Michael Caine, Till Swiger, William Mosley, Matthew Good, and the fantastic Sophie Lowe, who we are chatting to. On today's episode, with Sophie, we chatted about her acting career and what it's like working with legends. With Petter Yackel, we talk about how he got medieval made, what it was like directing Michael Caine, the prep and shooting behind it all, how he raised the finance, what it was like doing the fight scenes and shooting underwater. He also talks about why scenes deserve to be in the film, why he prefers prep and post to shooting the actual film and dealing with problems on and off the set. First of all, uh, thank you for listening. You're amazing. really appreciate all your love. Support always on the socials. Keep that up. A couple of shout-outs uh, from the last couple of weeks. Annabelle Knight, Tim Auld, Brendan Cleaves, Philip Pugh. Thank you. Thank you for your love. And Faith Elizabeth. Uh, I love it uh, when people wear our merch. Uh, it's pretty cool speaking of which you can get our merch uh, from our merch store which is online at our website thefilmmakerspodcast.com if you have any questions by the way get in touch Uh, thefilmmakerspodcast at gmail.com and we will return emails when we can we're all busy we're all making films at the moment but uh, we do want to help So we will, if we can. Also, a huge shout out to the Female Film Club. They have their latest event, 25th of November, if you are free. If you're around in London, it really is worth going to. Sign up to the Female Film Club. I believe it's free and it's not just for females, uh, but they target female filmmakers and they really help the indie female filmmaking scene. So get in touch with amazing Liza and her team there and remember we have loads of patreon bonus episodes for you and imagine there might be a little bit from this medieval episode as well toby cuts them down and hugh also does a brilliant mini episodes series talking to short filmmakers talking to people behind the scenes and it's much more of a pocket podcast for you so check it out Uh, the filmmakers podcast forward slash patreon link to that and the female film club are in the show notes it is Friday uh, as you probably know if you listen to this on a Friday if you're surprised that we have two in a week it's going to happen quite a bit coming up we had so many offers for amazing episodes we couldn't turn them down um, because it was amazing people like Sophie Lowe and Petter Yakel. so we were like we have to do it coming up next Tuesday we have the director of Causeway the Jennifer Lawrence starring movie everyone's talking about this being award winning director Lila Noygabawa and producer Justine Ciarocci. That is next Tuesday for you. And then next Friday, we have director Phyllis Nagy, the director of Call Jane, the Elizabeth Banks, Sigourney Weaver and Kate Mara starring feature film. So join us for those two. How super exciting. All right, this week's episode, who should we have first? Let's go for actress Sophie Lowe. She is fantastic in medieval. She really is brilliant. Credits before this include Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, um, The Returned, The Beautiful Lie and Romper Stomper TV series. In terms of feature films, she starred in Butterfly Tree, Blow the Man Down, Above Suspicion and is the lead in Medieval. So sit back, relax and enjoy my chat with the delightful Sophie Love. Sophie how are you?
1: Hi I'm good how are you? I'm
0: oh, very good thank you. What was it about I suppose the acting side that that really drew you? What was the bug for you? Was there a moment do you remember a certain moment where you went ah okay this if only I could get paid for doing this?
1: There's a couple of like little things but I think the main one was like I was watching we were like we we're studying Roman and Juliet at school. Right. And I was just like at that age where like Love was just like, oh my God. (laughs) God." I mean, I don't know if you were like that.
0: It still is. Oh my God. Yeah. But like, you know, it's like
1: this new thing. You're like, oh my God, I feel so intense and crazy about this. Yeah. And I just like was like, oh my God, Roman Juliet's just like so amazing. Like, and the, but we're watching the movie, but the Baz Lemon version. And I just was like channeling everything I was feeling about this guy I liked into that. And it just like, The fact that I could like act that and use my own emotions and it just like made me feel so like free and like good. Mm. And I just kept following that feeling. But I actually, I first started doing like, cause I went to a performing art school. I first started doing like singing and dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to be a pop star.
0: Oh, did you?
1: I want to do something like that. Yeah. yeah the
0: idea of it sounding cool, but actually reality. Is like, yeah, mm.
1: actually. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then I found acting through that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, this is it. Um, All right. Yeah. I don't know. It just made sense to me to have an outlet for everything that was going on in my head.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, really important as creatives. You just need to put it somewhere. Otherwise, it just gets tangled up and you get yeah. messy with it.
1: Yeah. How do
0: you deal with that then with directors? You know, for instance, you've, you've worked on some amazing projects and, and Medieval is amazing and you're brilliant in it, by the way. So oh, cool. You. I watched it last night and I was like, you're fantastic in it. Um, <laughs> you know, you're working there with Peter Jekyll, working with directors like that then on something like medieval and then in the past on the stuff you've done and all the telly, what is it you want from directors? What works for you? And what did Peter bring for you to get that great performance?
1: I think um, what I really respond to is if they trust me Mm. um, to bring it to life. And yeah, because Peter really, you know, had so much going on, like, that was just like an epic. Every yeah, day epic. was something epic.
0: Swords and heads being lopped off and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then I'm like, in the back, I'm like, oh my God. Um, but like it, the fact that he just trusted me to, um, I mean, obviously we would talk and he would direct me and stuff, but mm-hmm. he knew that I like understood Catherine enough to just like let me do my thing, which I I really liked. As that makes me feel like he trusts me and it gives me confidence mm. to trust myself. Because when I feel sometimes when like directors over direct, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. But it's not necessarily that. But I'm just like you know an actor where like I'm like I'm oh like like you know sensitive. <laughs> and,
0: sure, Esco is sensitive. Yeah, yeah.
1: And um, <laughs> if they say you know like if I'm not if I'm not getting what they want and like uh, they keep doing it again and again, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. But that's not necessarily what it is. You know, maybe they think they just want this certain thing that mm. is in their mind and they know, like, I don't know, but that just makes me go, Oh my God, I'm doing it wrong.
0: <laughs> I see. So it's, so basically they they can micro direct. So there's, and, and I think each actor's different anyway. The ones I've worked mm. with, everything's different. You've got to mm. talk to each actor differently. And if certain actors aren't, don't want the micro on this line, breathe on this one, do this, push this emotion there, that, that, and the other. Oh, some, yeah. some actors want like a, an arc. Uh, you, what yeah. you're playing in this scene is just uh, you're feeling death or you're feeling angry or you feel it can be something like that or as you know play love you know yeah and some actors work with that right and maybe you're that type so sometimes over directing doesn't work for you is that is that kind of what you mean
1: yeah i think yeah when it's too yeah micromanaged and and like mm. Um, structured, I get kind of like uh, because for me, I, I, it's kind of of course, it, like you hit your marks and stuff. But each time, you don't know what the other actor is going to give you, so you have to like be able to adjust and respond. Mm-hmm. And if it's too like, oh, I have to do this because the director said I have to like not move my head, like I have to like say it like this, but he just said it differently, and I'm like, ah. Um,
0: yeah, line readings. No. It's not
1: natural. I like to be. No very natural <laughs> no
0: I, I agree a director should never give line readings it just doesn't work it's like <laughs> if you're going to give a line reading then you should be an actor go be an actor because actors yeah. don't want that that's no good for them unless they specifically ask for it does that make a difference then if if a director has been an actor or is an actor do you go oh i i okay this script i will work with them on maybe it isn't you know the one you want to do right now but actually you know the director's going to push you and challenge you Does that help you when choosing projects?
1: I don't really think like that. I'm usually just like, is this person nice? Do I get along with them? Yeah, I I just go off like why they're making this project and what is like what they want to tell from it or like what they want to like, um, what's their reasoning behind it? And if it's something like superficial, I'm like, "Eh." but if it's like, oh, this means a lot to me and, you know, Mm. um, because of this and this, I'm like, oh, they, and they're so excited. And it's just like, because you have to collaborate with this person just like yeah. for so long. So long. And yeah. you you, you really want, you know, you hope you like each other. So I just go off like if they're a nice person, really.
0: Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. And obviously, if you um, like the, the script as well, I imagine. Oh, so yeah, nah, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course, that one.
1: Yeah, if you like the character and the, and the script and that, yeah. and that, that definitely helps.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, no, the script was terrible, but I like the director, so i will it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was it about Medieval then that, you know, Catherine's such a great role as well. So maybe it was that. And obviously, it was probably Peter as well. Yeah, But was there, any, was there anything else when you read that script that you did? You go, oh, I really want it. I really want to get my teeth into this because it's not something you've necessarily done before. You've done a lot of dramas. You've done a lot of, you yeah. know, martial things, but I suppose with medieval then was it, was it like, Oh, I really want to, I want to do this.
1: Yeah. It was the thing about Catherine that got me excited was she wasn't just like a damsel in distress. She wasn't just like, um, I'm sure there's this part where she's like, you know, has to be because there's no other option but she's got strength and she's got like her own voice even in especially in that time period where that's just very extremely Mm right to balance that that period with like a kind of stronger um female character was just like that's really cool and also I love um period dramas like I've always wanted to be in like a period piece and so I was like oh my god
0: yes 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 i have to do this
1: <laughs> and then i met peter mm-hmm. and he was super nice and excited and just
0: tick tick tick
1: so passionate and i was like this is gonna be fun and in prague and mm-hmm. yeah i just was like this, this is gonna be epic and the cast i was like All right. yes, please <laughs> ben
0: foster and the team yeah. oh my god oh my god yeah you tick tick what um i suppose any like for other actors out there in terms of, you know, your career is massively on the up and you're going forward. Is there anything you've learned along the way that could help some uh, actors out?
1: You know, we always get taught how to act, but we never get taught how to deal with all the rejection and all the, um, thing that everything else that comes along with, um, getting a job and the pressure of it all, if it's successful and everything like that, you know, you know, and I think getting, being aware of your mental health and being aware of your, um, what makes you feel good and having a place to come back to, to be grounded and be around people that really know you is important because it's such a weird industry and you can really, you know, get sucked into bad places. And luckily I had like a, a really strong support system around me that I, I was able to um, stay grounded. But, you know, I've seen cases where it's was like, it's, 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 yeah, you know, it, it can get on top of you. So um, I think just, being able to deal with the rejection is the, probably the hardest part. And I think just looking after yourself. And your
0: mental health is really really important amazing that's so good and so true well listen thank you so much you are amazing and medieval honestly oh, really, thank you. you should be so proud of your performance um well, i'm gonna shout out yorkshire oh. again because we're both yeah, yorkshire yorkshire people, Yorkshire. yorkshire. Um, uh. oh, thank you for this and yes good luck with the release and
1: oh, thank it, you yeah
0: all the best lovely to meet Thanks you so much yeah you too take care so bye thank bye you. Bye. And there it was. That was my chat with Sophia Lowe. Isn't she incredible? How cool is she? I uh, enjoyed that a lot. So before we get to director Peter Yekel, let's play the trailer of Medieval for you.
2: your help Catherine is the last chance to help this kingdom her uncle is the king of France you must unite Europe kidnapping her is the only way we don't kidnap women the king's rules are god's rules
1: oh my god you're not letting me go
2: I need
0: you alive. We'll be close. I need to find
2: her. I know who did it, and those soldiers are never going to find her. Why? Because I trained her. Tomorrow, she will be yours. You must protect her.
3: I will do whatever it takes.
2: I will burn every tree in the forest. He cannot be allowed to get Catherine.
0: If you choose to fight, you may die. But for your cause, and that... Is a good
2: death! Get Kings may be chosen by God, but they still make the mistakes of men.
0: Now, let's chat to director Peter Yackel. He was a stuntman, worked on XXX. Uh, he was an actor for years, and he produced movies. He managed to break out with his directorial debut in neck And then, off the back of that, he made, which was a big hit in... in czechoslovakia he then followed that up uh, with ghoul his second feature again a huge hit which led him on to produce the last full measure the misfits uh, and bestsellers as, a, as an exec producer as well as well as the inhabitant which also stars michael Kane. and in the meantime he has directed medieval he's also written the screenplay for this film alongside peter bock so without further ado here's my chat with peter jackel enjoy Are you so
3: nice to meet you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, and, and you,
0: yeah, I'm good, thank you. Well, congratulations on the film, Medieval was fantastic. I thought it thank was you. just a brilliantly well made historical action. The some of the sore play, the lopping off of heads, the blood, the, the whole fighting side of it was in it was just incredible. It's really well made. The whole film was brilliant. So, well done, you, thank
2: you, you know, thank first
0: you,
3: of all, thank you.
0: How does it feel now to have your film? You know, coming out
3: for me, it's always like you know, uh, before the release, you are mm-hmm. trying to do everything to make it as good as possible, uh, to talk about it, to promote it, to do everything. Yeah, and once it's out, you go suddenly like, oh, oh, fuck. Then you, you feel bad. You feel good. You know, some people tell you it's amazing. Some people, you know, write, It's not that amazing, you know, <laughs> or you know, they didn't understand something, they didn't yeah. like something, and you go like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Yeah. So it's it's always very difficult time, you know. And I think the first month after the you know uh, release uh, release uh, is the most difficult. I think like. I always hate when I have to open like uh, newspapers or uh, to see what was the box office. Mm. It's so stressful. It's so yes. stressful that y- you never know: is it gonna, you know, uh, would people like it uh, or or not? Uh, is it gonna be successful uh, in, you know, like uh, in theaters? Mm-hmm. And it's it's difficult. And sometimes it's and especially now with medieval because before. I had two movies I did, directed and uh, produced mm. and, and wrote two movies before. One yeah. was a small horror genre movie, yeah. and before there was a thriller about the most famous Czech uh, Czech uh, prisoner. So, mm. but this one we released at the same time in the Czech Republic and Slovakia, and then also in the U- and at the same time in, in U.S. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I knew I was controlling the whole campaign here. And we were actually like, you know, number one five weeks, uh, five weekends in a row, which is incredible. Wow! And also in Slovakia, we were we were number one. But in the US, I had just like I couldn't do anything. I was just watching it, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and it, it did okay. It didn't do really good because we didn't spend enough money. We we just like felt like it's it's not worth. Uh, the risk Mm -hmm. especially in these days and it's it's just like we would have to spend as much money as as we spent uh, in on on the whole movie you know so it was uh, impossible for me to risk but uh yeah i mean uh, it feels great because there there's a lot of people who feel like you and uh, who feel that it's there's something what they like about the movie that it's emotional And, um, you know, so the story and also, you know, I just, I wanted to show and tell people, uh, this is our country. This is, you know, our beautiful country with all the castles. This is, you know, uh, uh, a hero we have here and we learn about him at school. Mm -hmm. And uh, to tell Czech people, you should be a little bit more proud, you know, because you've got this great history. And uh, yeah, and just to to tell uh, like the story which I I thought should be told, and uh, about the you know uh, fighting for justice and and all these things.
0: Yeah, which you have done, and you, that, it comes across brilliantly. And the 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 locations, uh, the castles, everything about it was just okay, this looks high-end. You know, there was no question about it. You're like, okay, they, they know what they're doing, these filmmakers, and they've done it. Now, going from your first two films, Ghoul and your Czech film, I cannot pronounce, and I'd love to know how to pronounce pa- yeah. it. Ka- Ka-henik. 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 Um, yes. To go from those two movies, you know, it's always hard to get films funded anyway it's always so difficult but how did you do that with this film because you know you're heavily involved here in the making of this you uh, you and peter Bock. you know you both written ghoul together and uh, you directed ghoul you both worked together on them and then the same here but this is a different beast you know you've got big names in this you know ben foster's a huge name you know you've got michael kane you know the list goes on how did you do it how did you go about getting this film made
3: yeah, I mean, uh, when I uh, produced the first movie, we I, I got very lucky. I would say uh, I had great partners, and then uh, basically distributors told me uh, that uh, the maximum is uh, like uh, viewers in theaters is two hundred fifty thousand, because that was for the thrillers at that time. Mm. Nobody had more, mm. and actually we had like three times more. Which was absolutely incredible, so it was big success, mm-hmm. and I decided that I could do another movie, and I, I I did this, you know, and I wanted to change genres. Some right. I, I wanted to do something mm-hmm. different, yeah, uh, and uh, I love horror movies, and I I uh, you know love uh, found footage movies, so it was the cheapest way how to do it, and also uh, I, I was able to do it in English. Uh, because I wanted to show and prove that I can direct in English, because I was also planning another movie like, like it was medieval. So uh I, and when we shot it, we had uh, the the box office of of uh, of this of Ghoul was the highest uh, you know box office uh, for horror movie ever in the Czech history, not just Czech horror movie, but all the horror. Movies. Wow, wow! So it was another great. Thing, you know
0: why do you think that was what do you think the reason was that it did so well both of your movies <laughs> first two. Yeah,
3: because both of these movies were different and uh i tried to do them differently i don't have a film school so i, I i've been mm-hmm. you know on set uh like last uh, 30 years
0: you've been a stunt coordinator actor yeah, yeah. and it's amazing yeah. work I, yeah
3: yeah i was i was just like Uh, watching all the time Mm. and then i decided to to do it as a director and i i had i had a vision and i i wanted to do it my way even somebody told me no no you cannot do it like this you cannot shoot the the action like this you have to do it this way but i didn't and uh it paid off because people felt like it's something different what they didn't see here in the Czech production so uh they they uh, they thought like that's that's something what they like about the first movie and the horror it was actually very ugly I wanted to make it very ugly and unpleasant uh-huh. so that was something where many people said oh my god I was so scared I couldn't finish you know watching the movie in theater and I left <laughs> so it helped them so many people went there and they said oh yeah I have to watch it so <laughs> yeah. it was it was good to scare people people and then you know the third movie was uh medieval and mm-hmm. i i was more ready and i before i couldn't do it because it was still very difficult for me it was mm-hmm. different kind of level of production and as you mentioned you know those stars i i didn't know how to direct i, I when i was thinking about it how i'm gonna direct michael kane
1: mm-hmm.
3: i just you know it's michael kane <laughs> but right? he is so great yeah and he's so humble and so unbelievable person and also i love his wife too yeah so we became friends and and i shot another movie with him right after medieval it, it was it's called bestsellers and it was shot in canada mm-hmm. it's already out but it's just like uh, it was beautiful and michael kane is also starring uh, in our video game for medieval because we are gonna have a video game yes. next year wow and we're going to be serious? using all the, the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the this scenes which we didn't use in the movie. Yeah. So we're going to recut the movie. It's going to be like POE of the main character. But you're still going to have all these other actors there. And you would be able to play, you know, that game. And basically, like, you know, find out what is uh, what are the motivations of those characters. And do this side quest and, and you know, uh, do other stuff. So... So it's it's brilliant and it's amazing that Michael was you know uh, willing to to do that for us
0: mm, and be a big part of it and that's amazing. Those collaborations are so hard to get and when you can get them, what a joy! It's fan mail. It's fan mail. Sponsored by Soldo. Hello, Toby. Tell us which famous person wrote to us this week. We got tons of fan mails this week. Of course, we did. As usual. Yeah, and one letter stood out the most, actually, from a Mr. Kruger. Kruger? Freddy Kruger. You may know him okay. from the Nightmare on Elm Street films. They were quite popular in the 90s. He hasn't worked since. Oh, must have been a nightmare for him. Yeah, he was quite burned out after all the sequels. Mm. He took some time off and wrote his own drama. Oh, wow. He wants to do a remake of Edward Scissorhands, actually. But before, he wants to. Do another remake of uh, Alice in Wonderland. <sighs> must have always dreamt of doing that. And as we at the Filmmaker's Pod are the forefront of indie filmmaking, he has asked us for help. Can we help? Oh, well, of course we can, because we use Soldo. What's Soldo? I'm so glad you asked, Toby. Soldo is a payment solution that replaces petty cash given to employees or production assistants. You'll be able to track spending real-time, instantly transfer funds to all cardholders for free, establish budgets and rules and so much more. Get three months for free by using the code filmmakers pod welcome to wonderland ass. well thank you for getting in touch with us Freddie. let's see what we can do let's see if we can make your dreams come true
3: and join us next week to find out which famous person needs our help
0: <laughs> so you mentioned that how hard it you know you thought how am i gonna direct michael kane and obviously he became a friend but how did you go about it did you plan what you know, you're going to say, did you talk to him before? Did he just turn up on set? How did your mindset work when you're directing someone like Michael Kane?
3: It was really beautiful moment. I, was, I still remember, and I will forever remember because Michael. Uh, I was at my cottage, and suddenly there was a phone ringing, <laughs> and I I just answered it, and there was, "Hello, it's Michael Kane here. You've got lovely script. I, I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to shooting." with you and I, wow. uh, uh, I, I was like what Wa- uh, what I couldn't say anything and then he was, yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to it you know and then I went down and I, t- I told this to my family and I will we were yelling like yeah yeah and uh, basically he was the only actor who called me who actually ever called me on his own himself. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, managers or agents are mm-hmm. calling you and telling you, oh, "Yeah, he will do it, whatever." But he called me, I love and that. it was absolutely incredible. And then I, I was thinking, "What? How can I direct Michael Kane yeah. And when he got to Prague, I talked to him about everything, and then I said, "Okay, how you want to do it?" You know, uh, uh, and he said, "No, no, just tell me what you want. I'm gonna do it, and then we can uh, fix it." And I always <laughs> just told him, "Hey." Can you do this he did it wow. and then he came back and said do you want me to change something and i said yeah maybe you could change this and he changed it hmm. and he never asked any questions nothing he was just oh. like he was what just tr- doing what i wanted what a dream which is unbelievable it, it was like it's a dream yeah it was, a, oh. it was
0: a dream. Oh, congratulations. It obviously says a lot about you as well, that you knew what you wanted and you knew what you needed to get from the scenes. And as a director, sometimes people can get scared and go, uh, you know, if you're forthright and go, this is what I need from the scene. And if he says, tell me what you want and you tell him and then he does it, well, that's because that makes you a good director. But if he says, tell me what you want, and you're like, well, I'm not really sure. He's like, Nah, this film could be nothing. So it really does show, you, I mean, you must've done so much prep work to get to that point already, right? I mean, you must've, you know, storyboarded this and really thought about your shots because it's beautiful. Like this, this, the way you've staged it all is, is really beautiful. So did you plan that? Had you gone deep into storyboarding and shot listing?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I've been planning this for a long time and I, I had quite a lot of time to do that. Uh, but I, uh, I was trying to cast the lead first, and that was very difficult. So I, I didn't have the lead, you know, for about like two months before the shooting. I got Ben Foster, mm, who's amazing. And then right one one week after that, yeah, and yeah, he was. And then one week later, it was Michael Caine, and then everybody wanted to be in a movie with Michael oh, Caine.
0: Yeah. Suddenly it's like, hey, we've got Michael oh, Can I be in it? Can I be in it?
3: <laughs> yeah. So that, that, was, that was awesome. That was yeah. suddenly uh, a game changer. Yeah. And I was planning everything, but everything was in my head. Sometimes I didn't have it on paper because we were changing it so fast that sometimes what we what we uh, you know storyboarded or uh, we also did some rehearsals and we shot it was different later on because we changed the location we changed some some um, you know setup of the fights or you know choreography mm-hmm. and uh, so sometimes i i had to really carefully explain what was changed how we gonna do it and I, that that's you know i, I did it every morning and i had to prepare it in the in the night before so it was very difficult for me because uh, we had to change quite a lot of stuff because of of uh, the budget or uh, mm-hmm. we had to change locations and uh, yeah so it was always uh, changing something
0: <laughs> i think that's just the way it is right we set out standards really high about how we're going to shoot something and then money doesn't come or uh, the location falls down so you have to change the way you're planning to shoot it which it's good because then you're prepared there's nothing worse than going, oh what am I going to do I can't shoot anything now it's like well yeah you've got to think of the second plan B plan C and plan Z because you're probably going to be shooting plan Z most of the time yeah, on indie yeah, yeah, films yeah,
3: sometimes for yeah. sure
1: Sure.
0: <laughs> Let's go back to that. Obviously, at the time you, you said it wasn't like it you know, about a month before you got Ben Foster and then Michael Kay not long after that before you started shooting. But at that point, had you already got the money in? Had you got you know investors already on board with the promise that you would get a certain cast level? Talk us through that.
3: Yeah, uh, I actually uh, got uh, you know most of the money on board. actually, it was all the money at that time. But once I got uh, Ben Foster, Michael Kane, Till Schweiger, Matthew Good, uh, William Mosley, yeah. you know, all these, you know, Sophie Low. Mm-hmm. So uh, then I, I had to just like uh, go back to the investors and ask them for more. Because it was like, uh, it, I wanted to make it better and bigger. So uh, yeah, I, I, I came to them and I explained them why and they uh, all agreed. So it was really great that I I could get this uh, money for that. and then I uh, we started shooting and uh, it was yeah, it was very close to the shooting uh, shooting date. and of course I spent some time as a producer on it and uh, yeah yeah, as a director I I, I just like uh, I would always want more time, but mm. nothing is perfect. So I had it in my head as I said.
0: Yeah, that's great. And you had Cassian Elwes as one of your producers, as well uh, as Kevin Bernhardt. Now, uh, Cassian, for those who don't know, he's a huge, big uh, producer. He's very well known around the world. He did The Butler and Eye Origins. And, yeah, he's he's just a huge, huge producer. How did you get him on, involved? Was was that a case of you were just putting the script around? You were going around? Did he come to you? Talk us talk us through that.
3: Yeah, he actually, I met him through my friend Mm-hmm. And he told me about him, that he trusts him, and he's a great producer. And I, I said, okay, could we try to give him the script to read it and tell us something about it? And he read the script, and he said that he, will, he really likes it, that he doesn't know the, the story, but he really likes you know how it's written and what is there. Mm-hmm. So we agreed that he, he would uh, produce it with me. Wow. So uh, then we started to cast right and after we got ben foster who was his basically uh, it was because of him because he did some movie with him before so he knew him Uh, uh, he called him he explained him the situation uh, so he helped me a lot and then uh, i said hey i want michael kane for lord borish and he said no way it's not gonna happen (laughs) i've done like close to 100 movies uh, actually more but you know when he was an agent and uh, he said, and I always wanted to do, it was my dream to do a movie with Michael Caine, but it's not going to happen. So I said, no, no, please, can we send it to him? Can we try it? He said, please. okay, let's try it. Yeah. So we tried it and it happened. And then he he, he, he got absolutely crazy and he, he sent me a, a picture of him mm-hmm. when he was 13 and Michael Caine next to him on that no. picture. And he wow. said, Peter, it's been a dream for me for 50 years and I would never believe that it would happen with you, a boy from Eastern Europe. <laughs> and you know, he, he, he sent me this message. I was like, "Oh my god!" It was super emotional. Mm. And then I produced the, the other movie with Michael Caine with him because we felt like we have to, we have to do this, and whatever is possible to do with Michael Caine, we would do it. So mm. that was it. The,
0: that's I see. Isn't that lovely that you wanted to work with Cassian, and then actually? He guessed yes. And then it worked out the other way because, you know, suddenly you got in Michael Kane And did you do anything special with the Michael Kane? Did you send a specific letter to Michael Kane with the script? Or did you just literally send the script to his agent?
3: I sent him some, uh, you know, some description why I would like to have him. Yeah. Okay. And I always do that because I think it's it's good, you know, and if those agents give it to those actors, I don't know. I never know mm. if, if they get it. Yeah, you never know. But yeah. usually uh, later on if they get the part, uh, they they gave gave them also you know they give them also the letter And uh, I think it helped because I I always be like uh, try to explain why mm-hmm. and it, why he fits for the story. And Michael was my first choice you know so it, which is pretty rare in these days, you usually don't get the one you dream of because, he doesn't have time. He mm. uh, he costs too much money. He is, uh, you know, he doesn't like the script. He doesn't fit for that. Whatever. He's injured. Something. <laughs> so it's very, yeah. very rare to, to get somebody, uh, and especially if it's Michael King.
0: Yeah, it's wonderful. Let's talk about directing some of these scenes then because, you know, you've got, like I say these amazing set pieces one in a cave specifically stuck out there was another one really early on when you, you, you're setting the scene with everything that's happening and who's you know who's the goodies who's the baddies if you like if there is such a thing because it's a very grey area in a lot of these these films anyway as it should be you have worked on stunts before but you've been an actor many times you know you in the film XXX you, you, you've worked a lot in this field how do you set up some of these scenes where you've got Like I say, some of the deaths were incredible. The the fighting, the sword work, the lopping off of anything, the underwater stuff you did as well. How do you plan that? What do you do as a director to go, how do I get the best out of this scene?
3: I always do it uh, as I, uh, like, you know, I try to imagine it in my head. And whatever I feel is right, I do that. And I follow my instincts always, you know? So whatever, if somebody tells me, no, 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 this is not good. And I know why I want it because every shot should have a reason. It's not only like how beautiful it's going to be visually, but it's also about how you want to show something. Do you want to use lower uh, angle to make that person look bigger and more dangerous? Or, you know, just like you want to shoot it in in motion uh, for, for some reason and just like lose him in the middle of the shot. So there should be always a reason why. And uh, sometimes I don't even know, you know, I don't even think about it. But, you know, I felt like this is the right thing how to do it and get that, you know, get what I need from the shot. So uh, I always planned it, and it was especially for the underwater stuff uh, which were, you know, it was really difficult shoot. and mm-hmm. uh, it takes usually like three ta- two or three times longer than regular shooting. So underwater shooting is really difficult because you've got too hot water, too cold. Uh, you know, somebody cannot hold breath enough. Uh, somebody uh, it's too murky, too clear. So there is always something. I think it's uh, about uh, directing for me. It's about like how I feel, what is in my head, how how it comes together. And I always try to see the big picture. Mm. Just why I'm doing this scene. What it has to say. What is the main reason why it's in the movie? Because if you forget about this reason, then suddenly you find out, oh, what would happen if it's not in the movie? nothing mm. and that's a problem and that's yeah. a problem because you know you just have to every scene has to deserve to be there and of course you know i always try to do it as beautiful as possible because uh, i think like films should be you know uh, uh, beautiful in a way like maybe not beautiful but uh, like strange or some somehow unique and that's uh you know just Uh, visually it it should be something what you want to watch in a big theater if possible
1: hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting
2: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price
3: Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting. So you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy.
0: Mm. I suppose let's look at specifically working with your fight team here then. So let's say you are literally, you know, you've got a big set piece coming up. How much do you talk to your DP about what you need? And then what in there do you find new? Because I like to do that. I like to plan everything I I, I'm going for, and then go. Ah, oh, but look what they're doing. If you come here, you've got this great shot down here. Do you do the same? H- you know how much do you talk to your DP about you know being free and finding new stuff on the day.
3: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's all uh, like you know quite a lot. I thought the, I usually have some idea, and I tell him I would like to do it this way, and he tells me okay, it's possible, or we have this challenge. It would take you know much longer to prepare this or that, and I say okay. So that's too difficult. You know, we cannot spend this much time on it, you know, so let's do it this way. Mm-hmm. But I usually plan like what is what is what what is going to be close up, what is going to be wide shot. And then when I get to the set, I already know I would like to have, it, have the camera there. But when I'm there and I suddenly I see the setup, I feel, okay, no, no, no. It's going to be better if we start here, you know, lower angle going up. Uh, so we we try. It looks great. Uh, if not, you know, we find something else. But usually, it's uh, we we are not changing. Um, you know, once we decide to do something, we are doing it. But uh, if you use, for example, smoke or uh, you know something like that. The wind can change a lot, you know, and suddenly it's just like, uh, it's not doing what you wanted.
0: Oh, God, yes. <laughs> it's so, so annoying.
3: <laughs> yeah, so annoying. And you cannot imagine, you think, you 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 picture that, you're like, you know, how beautiful it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful be- before you say action. Yes. And then once you say action, everything goes wrong, wind changes, you know, <laughs> and everything is wrong. Yeah. So it's uh, Mother Nature. And sometimes we had to help it in the post, you know, so we've got like over 600 VFX and we have had to fix some scenes uh, and to, you know, for example, this smoke, you know, sometimes it was great and there was a lot of smoke and immediately the shot after there was almost no smoke. And you have to in the movie, once you cut it, you have to fix it. So you you have to add the smoke there because, you know, it's impossible to get rid of the smoke from the previous Mm -hmm. shot. So, you, you kind of like. And it's
0: one of those things that I've talked to a few DPs about now is, is it worth doing on set because of that reason? Wind blows, something happens, a shot doesn't... And it's like, actually, is it better to put it all on in post? But I find, and I don't know how you feel about this, I find that then you on set going, it doesn't look as good as I want it to look. You want it to look as good. And that really frustrates you and everyone else they go, oh, this could look a bit crap. And it's that feeling, right? I don't know. There's something about trying to nail it in camera that is just special.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, yeah, I always feel when I, I tried, they told me like, don't use smoke at all. I said, no, 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 no. I think I have to create these moments when I see him you know walking mm, through the smoke the and out of it, it yes it creates many beautiful moments and they said no we can create them later on but i said no it's not going to be the same so i i always try to uh, create it on set like yes. the old style mm. old style but sometimes it was so difficult then i was later on i was saying to myself maybe you just like should shoot it uh, without everything uh, and, and and then edit. But uh, at the end of the day, there are moments which are which were really shot on the set and which are uh, beautiful. And I don't think we could create them in VFX.
0: Yeah, and that's true. But the VFX team are always saying to you, uh, no, please don't, because we can't put our VFX over the top of smoke. And it's, it is something. Exactly. it's something, yeah. it's yes. a problem. Listen, we, we got to wrap up. I've got one more question for you on Medieval. It It, it is stunning. When you were having tough days on set, uh, and things were going wrong, let's say, or it, it wasn't going how you wanted. How did you get through that mentally? How can we help some of our filmmakers listen, know that you got through it and made an incredible film like this, even though some of the days might have been really, really hard?
3: Yeah, I think for you know everybody has liked something from the process more and hates something, you know, and it's different with everybody. I love pre-production. I love post-production. I don't like actual shooting. No <laughs> so, way. No, wow. yeah. It's like <laughs> so stressful. And, <laughs> is, you know, yeah. like, yeah. And I, I mean, there's always something wrong. Uh, sun is going down. You mm-hmm. have to finish it immediately. So, and I had a lot, of, a lot of difficult times during the shooting because of the weather. And also, uh, like, uh, if you have this kind of budget for this kind of movie, you have to plan really well and sometimes you cannot have what you need so you have to find uh, some other way how to do it uh, or fix it you know so uh, it was it was uh, the shooting was difficult and especially the first day of the shooting first week week actually we were shooting a, a huge fight from the beginning of the movie and yeah. we were shooting at a location which is a quarry close to Prague it's really hard to get there. There's one way road. And uh, we were shooting immediately with Michael Caine Oof. and Ben Foster. Oof. And I was like, oh, my God. And every my friend director, you know, told me and, uh, you know, uh, 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 for, for example, Rob Cohen, who uh, directed Triple X, I'm still a very good friend with him, said, no, 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 Peter, don't do, don't do Michael Caine on your first day. <laughs> <laughs> because don't. you're not going to use it. Yeah, and I was just like yeah. I had to do it because of availability of Michael kane and enough. the 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 location and the mm-hmm. weather, mm-hmm. and it was horrible. Oh. Nothing, nothing was right. It, everything went wrong, and I was really exhausted. Like after the whole shooting, uh, after one week, and I had like another uh, fifty days ahead. So it was brutal. It was mm-hmm. brutal. I felt like. Uh, very exhausted.
0: Right, I think that's a, that's a good lesson, isn't it? Yeah, if you, but if you've got Michael Caine, you just shoot when you've got him. You shoot when you've got him. You've got to, I, and you want him to. You want him to go. Oh no, these guys are amazing. They know what they're doing. These, yeah. these it, guys are amazing. They know this terrible Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. I can't do Michael Caine. But you yeah, want and- you want that, right? <laughs> <laughs>
3: you need Absolutely. To. You can. You you just like cannot show anybody that Mm. it's that you feel bad or everything goes wrong yeah and and always people came to me and said oh my god i would panic and you're so calm you don't shout you don't do anything i I was just like yeah i mean it's fine it's gonna be good but inside i felt like oh my god how are we gonna fix this that and then i came home and i I told this to my wife and she was telling me and she helped me so much especially Mm. in these days so she said Like everything is as it should be. So just uh, absorb it and don't fight it because if you're going to fight it, it's not going to make it better. You just like do whatever you can, but, uh, you know, just this is how it should be. So it's going to bring good stuff for the movie. And and it, it did, you know, it actually did. And it created some moments which were created because I couldn't have something. So I created something else what was actually better than the original thing which I, I planned.
0: There you go. Good always comes out as long as you're prepared and you're there and you work your ass off and you make stuff happen. It does. And people around you will rally around you uh, and make the film as best as it can be. Um, I love that. Look, uh, Peter Yakel. J- thank you so much. Did I get that right? Was I close?
3: Yes, 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 it was very close. Yes, yeah, thank you, very
0: close. <laughs> I'll take that. Thank you so much. Honestly, you've made an amazing film. Medieval is out on the 28th of October in theatres and on demand. Do go support this if you can. And if you're lucky enough to rise up and do well, and if you're lucky enough to go out there and make a film like this, it's your duty to send the elevator back down. Peter Yakel, thank you so much for your time.
3: Thank you. It was great talking to you. And good luck with this podcast, you know it's it's pretty great.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate that. Cheers, buddy. All the best to you. Bye.
3: Absolutely. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye bye. The filmmakers podcast exists thanks to your support. If you'd like to ensure that we can keep on exploring the filmmaking world with you, subscribe to our Patreon.